to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. Hi, everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Life Lessons Podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm doing fairly well. Well, that's good. It's fairly. Well, I've just been busy all day, but I'm trying to clean out my garage, which, you know, it's hot in Alabama. <laughs> it's hot here today. It's, it's uh, Chad was like, wow, it's hot today. It's like 92. I guess I should. Well, play. I don't know what the temperature is, but it feels like 110 in my garage. Yeah, but, I can imagine in a garage, it's super hot. Well, it says it's 91, but the feels like is 105. So, yeah, I was really hot today. I was going to swim in the ocean. And I mean, I did swim in the ocean, but walking on the path from the the beach house to the beach, you know how it's hot right in that little down part. It was like a million degrees walking there. It was great in the ocean, although I did see a jellyfish. Oh, yeah. Then I had to get out. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a little bitty one. It was like the size of a quarter and it like floated right by me. I'm like, all right. That's enough swimming. When I took my son, the first only time I've ever taken my son to the beach to a Gulf Shores, like in 2019, I think. I remember it was. when yeah, y'all it was did right that. Before yep. the pandemic, they were having a jellyfish problem when we were down there, and it was a little creepy. Did you swim in the ocean? Well, we did, but like we went to one beach, and there were jellyfish everywhere. And then we went down, down a ways, and it was there were a few random ones, but it wasn't like up the beach. So yeah, they scare me. I haven't I don't seen get any on the beach since I've been here, since we moved here, which has been like nine weeks. We've been here for nine weeks. Which well, I when believe. I was there, I was kind of looking for them, but I've never yeah, seen them Yeah, we didn't see there. any. I've seen them before when we used to have the condos up the beach. There would be jellyfish there. Yeah. But I haven't seen any here. I don't know if I've really seen very many at the beach house ever, but- I hope it's not like the start of jellyfish season because I'll be You're- sad if I can't swim in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I swim in the ocean. Like every day, like I've decided I want to do something in the water every day. Like today I had an appointment at 930, so I couldn't do water aerobics. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, I'll swim in the ocean. Oh, well, that's good. Yep. Yesterday I did water aerobics. Tomorrow it'll have to be swimming in the ocean again because I have a podcast at 10, so I'm going to have to miss water aerobics. Darn. Well, you're talking about the hot sand. I ran across, I'm barefoot all the time, you know me, and I ran across the street to get mail out of the mailbox the other day. I mean, we're talking like 
two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon. Hot summer and asphalt. Like when I started across, it didn't feel too bad until I like got to the mailbox and my feet were on fire. And then uh-huh. I was like standing in the grass, jumping back and forth. And Eric was getting his car to go to work. And I was like, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. He's like, well, yeah, why are you walking across there without your shoes? I'm like, I do it all the time. It must've just been extra hot that day. Well, And I'm standing there and I'm like, feeling. are you going to help me? And he's like, what do you want me to do? Carry you across the street? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Get me some shoes or something. That happened to me one time at the beach in the beach condo. I had been down in May and it was lovely. And then it was like just a couple of weeks later. And so I'd been walking barefoot from the condo to the beach and it was no big deal. And so I walked all the way down there. I walked across the pavement, no problem, barefoot. But when I got to the sand, I walked across the sand and my feet were on fire so much. I like ran under somebody's umbrella tent and I'm like, hello, I live with you now. I'm like, I can't go back. I can't go back. I have to stay here in the shade. I'm like, can I borrow your shoes? <laughs> like, seriously, a stranger. I was like, can I borrow your shoes to go back to the condo and get my shoes? And they're like, okay, weird girl. But I did, but it was too hot. I learned a lesson that I day. Say I learned my lesson. Don't go to the mailbox <laughs> at three o'clock in the afternoon and I'll wear your flip flops to the beach. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it will really burn you. It's like, it hurts. Well, it just felt warm. And then about five steps across the street, I was like, suddenly my well, feet that was were on me. fire. I was fine on the <laughs> sand. And then all of a sudden I wasn't on, I wasn't fine. <laughs> oh, well, let's share our weekly good news segment. Today, we have a contribution from Wendy. She saw a story online that she loved and she wanted to share with our listeners. She said, I recently saw a story about a woman by the name of Gwendolyn Stolges who found her dream wedding dress, but she was having a hard time justifying the $3,000 price tag. She couldn't justify spending that kind of money only for it to be worn once and then put into a box never to be worn again. Then she had an idea. What if she wore the dress and then made sure that the dress was worn again? So after her wedding in May, she offered to give the dress away to another bride for free. She posted the dress on Facebook with the understanding that whoever got the dress would pass it on to another bride at no cost. She wanted to create a wedding dress chain in which the dress would be worn many, many times by many brides at no cost to any of them. When she first posted the dress, she received 72 messages. After reading them all, she felt a connection with a woman named Margaret Hyde. She met her and gave her the dress and afterwards said that it felt like it was meant to be. Margaret is getting married in October, but she is already looking forward to passing the dress on to another bride after her nuptials to continue the wedding dress chain. And I just loved that. And I thought, how fun would it be if the dress had its own Facebook group or social media page, Instagram? Where all the brides could post their pictures in the dress. That would be great. Yeah, they need they need an Instagram page and Facebook for people who are still there. Yeah, <laughs> just so you can see the history of the dress. And I, I want to know how long does this get passed on for? That is so much fun. I love stuff like that, traditions, things that get going. I talked about our box, Christmas box tradition uh-huh. before, I think, yeah. the box. And it, just things like that. Yeah, I remember my early days when we had a, the original box, my grandparents and my mother's, I was a kid, but doing that when we were older. But I think it's lost now because I haven't seen the box. So I don't know. I just all of a sudden remembered it hadn't been at our Christmas for a couple of years. Well, things got kind of disrupted in 2020. and Well, we still had Christmas, but who knows? <laughs> Well, listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. 
We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. And we look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. I guess I need to give a shout out to the people who let me borrow their shoes. Yeah. (laughs) Weird weird beach girl with hot feet. (laughs) Before we get to the life lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about the companies that make it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And today I want to mention all of the amazing companies that are featured at jenstevens.com slash cleanish. So when I wrote Cleanish, I realized that I still needed to make some major changes. The subtitle of Cleanish is Eat Mostly Clean, Live Mainly Clean, and Unlock Your Body's Natural Ability to Self-Clean. And thanks to intermittent fasting, I had the self-cleaning part down, but I had other areas that really needed improvement. So when it comes to eating mainly clean, I rely on meals from Green Chef, window openers from Daily Harvest, and clean wines from Dry Farm Wines. I needed to make the most changes to the products I was using on my body and what I used to clean my house because thanks to greenwashing, which is when companies make their products seem cleaner and greener than they actually are, many of the things I was using were not as clean or green as I thought they would be. Like I was really did a bad job at choosing what I thought were good products. So I switched to Beauty Counter for my makeup, skincare, shampoo, and conditioner, and to Branch Basics for my household cleaning needs. And not only do they all work great, but they're safe. They actually work better than the things I'd been using before. So if you haven't yet read Cleanish, now would be a really good time because it's never too late to make small but positive changes that all add up to make a big difference in your overall chemical load. So go to jenstevens.com slash cleanish for links to purchase cleanish, as well as links with special offers to all of my favorite clean companies, which are Green Chef, Daily Harvest, Dry Farm Wines, Beauty Counter, and Branch Basics. Well, now it is time for our Life Lesson of the Week. This week, we are doing a follow-up from our first episode on money-saving tips and hacks. We had so many great suggestions from our community that we wanted to go ahead and share all of them. So this is part two. We'll just jump right into it. This week, Stephanie has a tip for stretching your grocery money. She said her biggest money savers are shopping for specific meals and recipes when at the supermarket. They have reduced their meat intake. Most of their grocery shopping happens at the perimeter of the store, which is mostly produce, dairy, and meats. When eating out at restaurants with my girlfriends, we eat family style. We order multiple dishes and share. This allows us to try lots of food without an insane bill. Example, on Monday, we ordered Korean food. We had three entrees and two appetizers. We had food left over, and my total was $49. I live in New York City, so this is cheap for the amount of food that we ate. And for clothes, look at thrift stores. Yeah, that's a great tip. So many of those are good tips. I love the ordering multiple dishes and sharing. I did that with my in-laws yesterday. Yep. Yep. I always love to do that. And thrift stores are great for not just clothes, but also furniture. I know I've talked about that before, how you could find great furniture. Used furniture is better than what they're making now. For sure. We're looking for a console table for downstairs and we just can't find anything that's good. You know, the regular furniture stores, the new stuff, it's like crazy expensive and the quality is terrible. When I needed to buy new furniture, I bought handmade dressers and nightstands. A guy just builds them in his garage. And so they're not super fancy like you would buy in a furniture store. They're pretty simple and plain, but they're solid wood. Every part of the furniture is solid wood. 
and I, my desk was the same way. It's yeah. not fancy, it but needs it's to be solid wood well. to really it's hold last up. forever. Yeah. Yep. What I love that people are doing right now, and they were doing it in Augusta too, and I didn't love it as much there as I do here because it's beach. Everything's here is beachy and a little bit, you know, that beach look is worn furniture. But they're taking the old, like out of style but solid stuff, like cherry, for example, cherry furniture, and then painting it and distressing it. And it just looks so good. It's giving all that good solid wood furniture a second life. You know, it's really popular for farmhouse style in a lot of parts of the country. But here we call it beachy style. So it's funny how your style changes. But that's a great way to get good quality stuff. So thrift stores for clothes and furniture. So Jen from Lawrence, Kansas says, I buy my ground beef in the large containers. This will usually cost a bit less per pound already. I then brown the entire container and add a couple of cups of pre-cooked lentils to the mixture. I then divide into baggies and freeze. Doing this extends the meat and reduces the cost. It allows me to take a 10-pound package and divide it into 14 to 16 portions for recipes that call for browned ground beef. If a recipe calls for, say, one pound of ground beef, I will use three-fourths of a pound. I often make recipes substituting beans or lentils for meat. That's a really good tip. And I have a great suggestion for like adding protein to dishes that you don't want to use extra meat for. Like I made shrimp and grits last week and shrimp's expensive, especially if you get the wild caught. But I wanted to bump up the protein in our meal. So I threw a couple fried eggs on top of our shrimp and grits and it was perfect. Gives you a little bit of extra and eggs are not that expensive. They're getting more expensive, but not as expensive as more shrimp. Elizabeth from San Francisco says, buying an electric car has saved us tons of money, both in gas and repairs. Also, we buy in bulk at Costco to save on staples. We vacuum seal and freeze things like meats, fruits, etc. It stocks us up and keeps us from going shopping more frequently, which in turn means saving more. And I'm a fan of bulk buying myself. Yeah, me too. I and I, I love don't the have idea. A Costco, sadly, yeah, I know it is sad that you don't. But like Jim <laughs> said before, I never thought about portioning out the ground beef and having it already browned and frozen that way because that is such a time saver. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I do I that with chicken. I thought of that before, you know, but I haven't. I did it with chicken before. I get like most I would buy of my Costco meat from chicken. Box. So when you get the chicken, you get these like big packages of it. And if I'm going to defrost it, I'm just going to cook it all. So I just defrost it. It's usually like a three pack and I'll go ahead and cook it all up. And then I vacuum seal it and put the rest in the freezer and it just makes it Yeah, I would do it easier. with rotisserie chicken from Costco. I would get the big rotisserie chicken after, I guess they, they package it up, just the, you know, the, the chicken meat and I would do that. But I never thought to do it with ground beef and then to add the lentils. That's a great idea. All right, Patricia from Texas said, I invested in an almond cow. Hmm, I don't know what that is. It's <laughs> something some that makes almond, almond milk. milk. Mm-hmm. An almond cow. I'm so interested in what an almond cow is. She said she got it a few months ago, and now I always make our almond milk. Once a year, I join the group buy on 25 pounds of almonds from Robin Openshaw, the green smoothie girl. And between the almonds and the almond cow, I don't need to buy almond milk from a carton, and mine is freshly made with nothing funny in it. Also, you can cook from the pulp. Okay, I'm writing this down, almond cow, because 
Chad likes. I have so many milk. questions about this. Chad likes almond milk for whatever reason. He doesn't like regular milk. Like, can you make a year worth of almond milk with twenty five pounds of almonds? I that don't doesn't know. Seem like a lot. But I guess so. I mean, that sounds like a really, really good way to say because we always have almond milk. And when I make my daily harvest smoothies, we use almond milk because that's what Chad likes. And we never have regular milk. I use almond milk for smoothies We, have, we as always well. have heavy cream, but we have almond milk because Chad likes it every now and then he'll have a bowl of cereal and he likes almond milk in it. It might be just because it lasts longer than regular milk because that sounds like him because <laughs> we're not like anti-dairy. <laughs> right. He, he probably decided it was a better bargain. <laughs> I don't know. Guess. Have you ever asked I don't him? Know. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> Annie says, something I practice and try to teach my clients, she says, I'm a housekeeper slash organizer, is product loyalty. I always buy the exact same shampoo, body wash, deodorant, detergent, dish soap, makeup, et cetera, et cetera. By doing this, I ensure that I will always like the products that I buy so they won't go to waste. I work in houses all the time where people have tons of products that are still mostly full, but they're not using them because they bought new products. I call this the TJ Maxx factor. They just stick them in a closet or under the sink thinking they will eventually use them again, but they won't because they keep buying new stuff. I'll ask them if they actually like the products and they usually say not really, but I don't want to throw them away because I spent money on them. I'll give them to a friend. That pretty much never happens, so I eventually have to get them to throw everything away, and it's a total waste of money. And I have to say, this is a great tip. It is. Since I've switched over to Beauty Counter, I no longer accumulate. I used to have this problem. You buy a hair you're product. You're right. Me you're too. Like, I hadn't like even thought one. about that. Yeah. I had well, so many you know, like partially used shampoos. You know, I got crazy curly hair that doesn't behave most of the time. And so I'm constantly looking for a clean curl cream or curl mousse. I told you recently I give up because I have bought so many hair products that are supposedly, you know, clean or better and whatever. And maybe they are, but they don't work. And I can't run around with crazy big hair. So, well, so beauty I've counter needs to come out with that. They do. They need a curl cream. They totally yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, there's I was a lot like, of you know curly products. People out there. There's a yeah. brand I really like. It smells like birthday cake. I don't really like scents, but it works. So I just need to stick with that brand until Beauty Counter. Well, comes that's out where the good- ish comes in, right? Yeah. Clean ish. You know, yeah. everybody knows. I've talked about before. Deodorant is my thing that I can't. I can't do clean deodorant in the summer. And just somebody recently sent me some. It was someone who has a product line, and she's like, "Would you try it?" And you can endorse it. I'm like, well, if I like it and it's a clean deodorant, I will endorse the heck out of it. So half the day I was stinking. <laughs> I, mean, I, just, <laughs> I was like, nope, not going to work. Nope. So I wear clean deodorant all winter into the fall, into the spring, but in the summer, can't do it. Here's my thought. If you live in a humid environment like we do, I just don't think it's going to work. Well, I would love to find one that did. I haven't found one yet. And, you know, Chad Chad wears a clean deodorant. Chad does it. He wears a clean deodorant. I don't know how he manages, but anyway, <laughs> I'm still I'm like you. Off, but I do keep accumulating clean deodorant. That, that's the one thing <laughs> yeah. I can. And Beauty Counters deodorant, I love it, but it just doesn't work in the, the hot summer either for me. So anyway. 
So we have a suggestion from Ree. She said, this may seem like a silly idea, but every once in a while, we just stop eating out or going to the store and eat what's lurking in the freezer, fridge, and pantry. We jokingly refer to this period of time as scrounging. It makes for some strange meal combinations, but also kind of fun. And we spend zero money for a few days. Win-win. I love that idea. Also, if it's if it's in the fridge, freezer, and pantry, if you don't use it, you'll eventually have to throw it away. So, you know, when we left and now Augusta, you're wasting money. there was so much stuff that I didn't want to haul with me, but we had accumulated it. So I, I donated things to a food pantry, but it was, I was like, gosh, why'd I buy all this? Right. Yeah. Backing up to where Annie had said, like, people have all these accumulated shampoos and stuff like that. Take them to, like, if you belong to a gym, ask them if you can leave them in the locker room. Or I'm going to tell you right now, take them to, like, a hospital ER because, like, we have locker rooms, we have showers, and we always want product in there. And, like, people will bring their discarded product and they always get used. Oh, that's a great idea. Or maybe, like, a, a, a woman's shelter. Well, see, sometimes they're weird. I don't know that they would want. Okay. I know they wouldn't want like your used makeup, but they might would like, because I'll be honest, there have been times that I have stocked up. So when Annie was given that tip, I'm like, sometimes that comes back to bite me because I would change. Like I stocked up before I switched to Beauty Counter. I had stocked up on a lot of what I was using before. (laughs) Then when I switched over, I have all this stuff that I like not going to use, but it's unopened. So I, I should practice what I preach and donate some of that. (laughs) Well, Lulu says our number one saver is that we very rarely eat out anymore. And that's true. You can save a lot of money cooking at home. Oh yeah. A lot. I mean, you know, Jen and I love meal delivery services and the meal kit deliveries and people think that they're expensive, which I'm going to tell you right now, listen, I was at work there night and I ordered something from a sandwich restaurant. It was $16 for just one thing for me and a drink. So I don't really think making a meal for my husband and I for $24 for both of us and you get better quantity and quality of food. I don't think that's bad at all. So anyway, eating at home will definitely save you money over eating out. And then number two, she said, I purchase reduced meats and throw them in the freezer as soon as I get home to use later. And that's a great tip. I mean, honestly, if you go and you look at your meat aisle, they, a lot of times they'll have them marked down like pork chops or whatever marked significantly down with a bye-bye date of like that day. Did I share the yeah, tip about Chad tip. and his bread that he buys? His bread? Did I share that yeah, one? Uh-huh, yeah, you did. I thought I might have, but it lasts for a long time. And, you know, he buys it for 50 cents organic bread. Well, and I just read something. I don't know if this is true of all Aldi's. This article seemed like it was that Wednesdays they mark down their stuff. So if you go to Aldi's on Wednesdays, they mark down their. I'll have to tell Chad that tip because he loves nothing more than finding a bargain. Like really to the point that I'm like kind of getting upset because he's finding things on the street and bringing them home. (laughs) Somebody put a bunch of crap outside. It was like a basket and glassware. And you know, those free vases that you get with flowers. Uh huh. It was all that kind of stuff. And he dragged it all home and he's like, look at all this. I got it on the street. And I'm like, look, we just got rid of all this stuff when we moved. I got rid of stuff way better than that. Stop bringing this junk home. <laughs> what it's we only a good is, deal if you need it. Yeah. He needs to start like a thrift shop of his own and like he could get all this stuff <laughs> for free on the side there of the you road go. and sell it to people. 
Yeah. That would well, keep him busy. Maybe he needs an eBay store or something. He definitely needs something. I don't know. All right. We've got Debbie who has healthcare saving suggestions. She says, many physicians' offices, including the vet, will give you some kind of discount if you pay cash. A majority of hospitals have financial assistance plans for everyone. My hospital asks every patient if they want to be assessed for financial assistance. Depends on income and family size, but always ask. And it says, note, if you have a child turning 18, they become legally responsible for their own medical bills, typically even if they're on the parent's insurance until 26. She said, my son was in college and he was diagnosed with a condition requiring every eight-week infusions. Because he's over 18, Ohio has a plan called HCAP, which fully 100% covered everything. They billed my insurance, and then the hospital wrote off the balance. Check what's available in your state. You know, that's a really good tip, and I'm going to remember that that one. We have Will is 22, and he's living on his own, you know, paying, you know, his own car insurance now for the first time and all of his power bills. And so he's not making a lot of money. I bet he would qualify for all sorts of things. I bet he would. Yep. Yeah. Well, I have two tips. They're both apps. And... You know, you guys know me. If you listen, I'm not a person that's going to jump on the thing that everybody's doing. So I'm sure everybody's heard of Ibotta. People tried to get me to Ibotta for years. Have you ever done Ibotta, Jen? I have not done Ibotta. Okay. Well, you should get your husband on Ibotta. Well, maybe not. He might buy stuff you don't want. Okay. It's sort of like couponing, but after you buy it. So you get like rebates, you get money back on things you buy, and they put it in an account for you and you can cash it out at any time. So mine is connected to my checking account. And whenever I want to cash it out, I can. And you can get money just for uploading your receipt at Publix or Winn-Dixie or wherever you go shopping. Just by scanning your receipt, you can get like 50 cents back. But like right now at my grocery store, if I buy a certain brand of yogurt, you get a dollar off for everyone you buy. So once you buy it, you upload your receipt and then you get credit for anything you buy that's currently on a rebate. I'm going to call it a rebate. I don't know what they call it. So it could be cheese. It could be yogurt. It could be cleaning products, paper plates, you name it, sunscreen, and you get money back. And I mean, if it's stuff you're buying anyway, why not get paid back for it? That's cool. So it's kind of cool. I've cashed it out a couple times. I mean, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of stuff on it that I wouldn't normally buy it anyway. So don't make the mistake of buying it just because you get a rebate. You're not going to save money that way. <laughs> I don't normally buy a giant bag of peanut M&M's, so I'm not going to buy them just to get $2 back. Right. Do you remember that show, Extreme Couponers? Do you remember that show? Yes. Did yes. you ever watch it? I did not. No, I'm not a couponer, but. Oh my gosh. No, I watched it because it was fascinating. They would get so much stuff. But I mean, they would get like huge amounts of like a thousand bags of ramen noodles or something nonsense like that for free because they had all these coupons and they stacked them and they, I don't even know what they did and shopped on a Tuesday. There's an art to and, it. Well, but the thing is, it was never anything I was going to buy. So I was like, I'm going to coupon. And then I was looking at the coupons and, and literally it was like, I'm not going to buy ramen noodles. <laughs> I don't buy that. That's my problem with couponing is it's foods I'm not going to buy usually anyways. It's usually processed foods. I mean, occasionally you get cheese coupons or, you know, dish detergent coupons or whatever that I would use. Razors. Sometimes you can get a good deal on razors or batteries. 
That's why I'm not a couponer. And even when I did try to do it, I'm the person that has the little coupon caddy and then I leave it at home and I'm like, I'm not going back for it. So, (laughs) but the other app my mother-in-law was telling me about yesterday, it's called Upside and you can get cash back for buying gas. Oh, how does that work? I haven't downloaded it yet. Basically, you can look on it and it'll tell you like how much gas is at local gas stations around you that are participating. And then you can get discounted gas by using the app and you get paid money back. Like I think you paid up front, but then you get the money back because my father-in-law was telling me they send you checks. So I don't know. Gas is expensive right now. So check it out. It's called Upside. I think it's like I bought it for gas. Yep. Chad uses... Rakuten. Well, have you heard of Rakuten, which used to be Ebates? Uh-huh. He, I'm always forgetting. Like when I order something, like I just ordered some bathing suits for water aerobics from Land's End and Chad did not say, did you look at Rakuten? But I, he always does. And I'm always like, oops, because I never do. I never do. But he always does. And you'll sometimes just save extra or whatever. I think you might get money back. I can't remember. He does it. Okay. He's, he loves to save money. But yeah, it, I think it's called Rakuten now, R-A-K-U-T-E-N, and I might be saying it wrong because it looks weird. But Yeah, um, I can picture it in my head. Ebates was always that's easier. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will use Retail Me Not when I'm in a store sometimes. Have you ever used Retail Me Not? I have not. It's an app. And it has coupons like, you know, if you go to Michael's, for example, somewhere like that, they usually have a coupon that you can find if you look for it. Okay. You know, save 20% off one item. Yeah, I use coupons like that. I'm going to guess that if it's an, is it an app? Yes. I'm going to guess that it would notify you when you're in a store that there's a discount. I don't know if it does. No. I don't know if it does, but I always look. Oh, you know how who has amazing coupons in their app? Total Wine. Oh, really? Anybody that's got a Total Wine, oh my gosh, that is such a great store. We have one here in Myrtle Beach and Chad and I were there not very long ago. Chad was buying some organic reds and they were they had a great sale. And she's like, look at this these coupons. And the lady at the checkout was telling me, like so many stores have apps and coupons and things like that. And you just like, like, I don't know, don't be too lazy to figure it out because you can save a lot of Publix, money. Occasionally, if you go to the app and you have an account with them on your app, it'll be like you can click a coupon and save $5 on 50 or whatever. And when you go check out, you just put your phone number in. It just takes $5. I mean, $5 is $5. I know. So take the time to really get to know those store apps. And it might feel like a hassle. Like you got to use the one at Target. and You got to use the one at Total Wine. But it's worth it because you can save like I had a $5 coupon in my app off of our purchase. That was five bucks, like you said, just from putting in my loyalty number and it added up and yep. Yeah. So I mean, you get might all think those it's $5, it's not worth it. But I mean, it listen, is. if you save $5 today and you save $5 tomorrow and it's totally worth it. So it absolutely adds up and it's just taking the time to get to know those apps. Oh, another thing too, take advantage of like when it says, listen, your friends don't care. Like Soma tells me, share $15 and save $15. If I put it on Facebook, you don't know who needs a new bra and they're going to save $15 and you get a $15 credit next time you need a new bra. I mean, help your friends out. Post that stuff. Like, look, we're the little men here. Whatever we can do to get ahead, right? <laughs> exactly. 
So M. Lee from Seattle said, as a Prime member, if you get the Amazon Visa card, you get 5% back every month on anything you buy from Amazon. You get 2% from all restaurant and gasoline purchases and 1% on everything else. It may sound small, but those percentages add up. The credit shows up right after you pay your bill. And then anything you buy the next month, you can decide to use the credit on or let it ride and keep building it up. There is no annual fee either. And I did not know. I'm a big fan of all that. My dad just told me about that last summer and I immediately got an Amazon card and it does add up. Occasionally I'll look and I'll have like $200 in my little credit for Amazon. So. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, Target does that. If you use their red card, you save 5% on everything you buy at Target with it. So I've been doing that for years and that's a lot of fun. But I know that there are certain, you know, like Dave Ramsey, for example, he says, don't have a credit card and he wants everyone to use a debit card. But I use those points for all sorts of things. And, you know, I pay my balance off every month. You know, that's his whole point is that you should pay your balance off every month. We do not have any credit cards that are just, you know, paying the interest or whatever. We don't pay any interest on credit cards. You know, I make my charges on them. Like, for example, I'm going to Nashville in September with friends from college for the Wake Forest Vanderbilt game. And we're staying at a a Hilton hotel, maybe Hilton Garden Inn. I'm not sure. But I had enough points on my card that I got the the rooms for like literally for free. Well, I mean, when I flew out to see you at Myrtle Beach this month, I was booking my flight and Southwest offered me a credit card and said, if you get the credit card, you get a $200 credit. So essentially my flight was free. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pay anything But they're counting now, on, they, they have to annual use the card. Fee, right. But you can cancel it. But I can cancel it before the year is up. Yeah. So I did that on a, on an airline one time and it made a lot of difference. It, it made the flight a lot cheaper, but the key is pay off your balance every month right? because you don't want to get trapped you don't in pay paying interest. interest. Exactly. Right. You don't want to pay interest. Don't spend more than you can afford just because you're putting it on your credit card. But when I was able to buy the hotel, because it was like going to be $300 a night for the hotel. And I had the Hilton points because I'd been adding up. Nobody's been going anywhere. So <laughs> it was pretty awesome. All right. So Sue from Michigan says, I now color my own hair, get my haircuts at Great Clips and do my own nails. That adds up, doesn't it? That does add up. That does add up. And, you know, talk to your hairstylist, too, because, you know, there's ways they can do your hair where you don't have to have it touched up so frequently. I just went and had my hair touched up this week, and the girl said, do you know it's been 13 weeks since you were here last? But if they do it right, you can go a lot longer between touch-ups and get more more bang for your buck. Well, I I don't know. I need help with that. But I do my own nails, so that's a plus. I don't get pedicures anymore. I don't do my own nails. <laughs> you <laughs> I don't, still go I for don't the do pedicures. my nails, period. No, I haven't had a pedicure oh, in oh. over a year. Well, you know, I, I say I do my I would my do own, it in a heartbeat. I don't have time. Well, and also being at the beach destroys your toenails. I don't mean like they look like claws or anything, but I mean like it destroys a pedicure. So if you have them all painted you walk on the beach, it chips the, the polish off. So I just do clear oh, these days because, okay, well, you know, I don't like the chipped polish on my toes. No, I don't like chipped no. polish at all. <laughs> no, that's why I stick to clear. 
<laughs> yeah. Karen has a suggestion for reducing your costs through your insurance. You know, we all pay for insurance. She said, check with your insurance benefits and employer benefits to see what discounts they offer. My insurance offers discounts on fitness centers and various other things. And my employer often has discounts for local shops. And that is true. I can get discounts on hotels through my work, tickets to, you know, like amusement parks and that kind of thing. Check with your banks. A lot of banks have stuff like that as well, too. Yeah, those are great tips. When I was a teacher, there were a lot of things that I could get discounts on. Like, for example, Verizon had right. a discount for teachers. Yes, I get it. That you could get. Mm-hmm. That was a substantial savings, right? So look for those things. And really, all of these things, yes, they take time to find them, to figure them out. But you can really save a lot of money and it adds yeah. up. Well, and, you know, let me just say, too. If you're stressed out about money a lot, that's a time suck. You're spending so much energy and thoughts over being worried about money and worrying where your money's going and whatever, that if you can kind of get a handle on your finances, you'll have more time, I promise, because you won't be wasting time. And it feels so good. Mm-hmm. You'll sleep better. Yeah, with the stress, but it feels really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, those were a lot of great tips, and so I hope that people found some value there and find some ways to save some money. And I'm going to look up Almond Cow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, I meant to look it up before we recorded because I was very intrigued by that. So, Well, before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to invite you to our Life Lessons VIP community on Circle. It is a membership community. Basically, you can either come hang out with us there and talk to Jen and I, and we do a monthly video chat with the members of the community, or you can just subscribe and become a member just to help support the podcast rather than using a service like Patreon. We chose to go through Circle because community is important to us, and we really wanted a place to engage and interact with community. Jen is not on Facebook, so this gives her the ability to meet you and talk with you guys and get to know you as well. We have a lot of fun there and we have a lot of fun at our monthly community chats, our video chats. So you can go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP to check it out. There you can choose your monthly membership contribution of either $4.99 or $9.99 per month. And you can change to a different tier at any month. You manage that from the platform itself. And we want you to choose an option that feels like the right value to you. If you truly get value from our podcast each week, we would hope they'd be willing to choose a package to help support the work we do on the podcast and the costs associated with it. And like everything else, the cost of the podcast is going up. It may not cost anything to listen to it, but it does cost quite a bit of money to produce it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) I guess we could start editing ourselves. No, no, I don't have those skills. <laughs> I don't have time to paint my toenails, Jen. I don't have time to edit a podcast. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's right. All right. And plus, I don't know how that would be hard. <laughs> so now it's time for our listener-led lesson. It could be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. And today's listener-led lesson comes from Lori. She says, I have a suggestion for a great housewarming or bridal shower gift. Buy a set of leather three-ring binders and dividers. Create sections for warranty paperwork and receipts for household purchases, such as electronics, appliances, etc. 
exterior home maintenance, such as siding, roofing, garage doors, HVAC, etc. In the other notebook, set it up to hold user manuals for products. Include a high-quality three-hole punch. When a person is first setting up a house and getting new items, they will have a place ready to save all the necessary paperwork and receipts. Some companies will emboss the leather as well with their last name. I think that's a great idea. That's a very thoughtful. Really great idea. My manual because it is hard to get all that everywhere. stuff organized. I know. Yeah, Will is you know living on his own, and he, we put the car. The car that he'd been driving was in my name, and we decided to put it in his name. So we got the title transferred over to him, and now he's paying for his own car insurance. It just felt like it was time for him to fly that little part of the nest, <laughs> take a little responsibility. I think you care about things more when you own them. And when you're paying for them, you know? So I was like, well, where are you going to keep this car title? He's like, I guess I need files. I'm like, yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> so that that's a really great gift idea. You know, another great gift idea is just a fire safe box too. Like everybody should have a fire safe box for important documents and, you know, your birth certificates and any wills you might have. Oh gosh, I don't have any of that stuff in a fire safe box. I would lose it all. It's all just thrown in a fire. It's a lot of work to get it all back. So yeah, I do have a fire safe box. Now you're right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what I need to get. Thank you for that suggestion. I do not have a fire safe box. I was just going through mine the other day and I ran across my ex-husband's birth certificate and my husband's like, why do you have that? And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to throw it away. It's like an original. It's like embossed with the state seal and everything. And I'm like, at some point, my son will come. I mean, maybe you can send I'll, it to him. I'll send it home with okay, my son give it to or him whatever. To give it to his dad. But yeah, yeah, I mean. Well, that's, no, I've got to get that. I've got to get a fireproof box. I never even thought about mm-hmm. that. I feel so dumb now to say that out loud. Well, <laughs> it's not something you really think about a lot, but. No. There are just some documents that are hard to replace and. Even if it was something like, you know, I know people who have family Bibles that have been passed down and, you know, that's something that you might want to keep in a fire safe box. That's a good idea. You know, our favorite local bar just had a fire. I I shared that with you, Sherry. Neil and Pam's, it's here in Surfside Beach. And it is my favorite little place. It looked like such a little dive bar. I was like scared to go in for so long. And then I went and I'm like, this is the best place <laughs> in the world. And the local community, this is a good news story right here. The local community of Surfside is just doing so many great things for Neil and Pam's. They are having fundraisers. Yes, all the the bar staff and the wait staff lost their jobs, obviously, because they have to repair the building. Of course, they're going to because it's a community staple. The, they found work for all of them, temporary work at other bars and restaurants in the area. They're having like, you know, celebrity bartending night where the Neil and Pam's favorite bartenders are oh, there. Oh, that's so, so great. That's wonderful. It really, really is because, you know, they're rebuilding as fast as they can because it really is. It's a local surfside, you know, tradition. And so it was really sad, but they had that fire. And again, it just could happen in just a, a minute. Well, at the end of each show, we share a motivational quote from a listener. And today we have a poem from Shannon. She said, I love this poem and I've used it in training and as encouragement to others for about 15 years now. The poem is called Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. 
It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, or fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. You are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Shannon says, we are all meant to shine, shine brightly. You know, I love that. I think so many of us grew up thinking, don't brag, don't don't shine, right? You, you got to be humble. You got to keep it in. Don't stand out. You're too loud. You know, so people shrink up and don't live their, you know, authentic lives because they don't want to be too bold or be too, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, be too much. So yeah. Yeah. Don't, you're worth it. Don't take the spotlight. Don't be the center of attention. Like, you know. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially as girls, you know, so many of us are taught, you know, you don't want to. So that's a great poem. Thank you for sharing that, Shannon. Well, it has been a really great episode. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to join us in the Life Lessons VIP community. Go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP to become a VIP podcast supporter for either $4.99 or $9.99 per month. And your support really does ensure that we can keep bringing you episodes of the Life Lessons podcast each week. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, and we would love for you to leave a review. That helps us reach others. Now, here is where we really, really, really need your help, listeners. We need your good news segment. We need your listener-led lesson. We need your motivational quotes. You need to send them to us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. Right, right, Sherry? I get in a panic when How I go we, to the file doing? and it's empty. But I mean, we love to share our weekly life lesson, but I love the other parts of the episodes as well, where we share the community's contributions, because I think those are just as special. And they're a lot of fun to hear. I love the good news segment. I love the listener-led lesson. I learn things. I love the motivational quote. So connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. Send them in. Take the time. Send in five. Like the wedding dress story. I mean, I love that she saw this story and wanted to share it. I had not seen this story before, and I, I loved it. It just made me happy to read it. So the next time you hear something that fits in with the good news segment or you think would be a great listener-led lesson or a motivational quote, say, you know what? I'm going to send that to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. Or if you have an area of expertise that you would like to share as our featured guest for the week, help us present our weekly life lesson. And again, that email address is connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. And then listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. And until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.